Hello, and thank you for joining Woodlawn United for another special edition of the We Are Woodlawn podcast. Continuing our higher education focus, we are speaking today with former Woodlawn United Education Director Stephen Cockrell. Woodlawn United Executive Director Mashonda Taylor will also be joining our conversation today. Stephen, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you. If you'd please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you were involved in the Woodlawn Early College Program. Sure, I'm happy to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Stephen Cockrell, uh, born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, and former education director for um, the for Woodlawn United, formerly known as Woodlawn Foundation. I uh, was education director there from 2012 to 2015. Uh, and I got involved with early college uh, as one of the staff members for the Woodlawn Foundation that was instrumental in uh, constructing the program, uh, fundraising for the program, uh, and helping to uh, stand up implementation of it uh, in partnership with the Goodrich Foundation, the Birmingham uh, City Schools, um, EdWorks, uh, and a, a host of other partners uh, across the city, state, and nation. When you talk about early college, can you give like a, a brief background as to how we even got to that point? Because I think that's important too. Yeah. Um, you know, at the Woodlawn Foundation, we were always focused on the cradle to career pipeline of educational services as one of the three main pillars um, for our approach to holistic community driven uh, revitalization work uh, for the Woodlawn area. And when thinking about uh, the cradle to career uh, array of services and programs that we could potentially put in place to uh, benefit students, families and the community writ large, uh, we always thought about what the path to uh, college and career was going to look like and how we could um, make sure that it was broadly equitable uh, while also being uh, really rigorous and aspirational. And it can be difficult to hold both of those things um, in your hand at the same time, but we felt that um, setting students up to succeed at college and career uh, at both was really vital. And we thought that early college was uh, a great capstone aspiration for us to be able to do that and to do both. Um, and so early college in many ways became the capstone for the cradle to career pipeline of educational services. And when thinking about how we could set our students up for success to be able to achieve that sort of lofty and aspirational capstone, the thinking then became, all right, what are the uh, programs, processes that we need to put in place from birth to get them to a place where they can not only participate in early college programs, but succeed and finish uh, high school with not just a diploma, but with uh, college credits that would transfer wherever they decided to matriculate afterwards, as well as be set up uh, for success in whatever career uh, they chose to uh, engage in uh, thereafter as well. Um, and so that's really how we landed on early college um, as an initiative that we wanted to um, partner with Birmingham City Schools to put in place, uh, as well as the programs 
underneath it, starting with the early learning center, uh, pre-K classrooms uh, at all of the elementary schools that served Woodlawn area students, uh, STEAM curriculum for the elementary and the middle uh, schools, uh, wall-to-wall project-based learning uh, in partnership with um, industry um, and community partners throughout the city, not just in the Woodlawn area. Uh, and putting those things in place in the elementary and the middle schools uh, to make sure that both the students and the the teachers themselves were prepared uh, for implementing early college and implementing it in a way that would be uh, really rich and rewarding uh, for the students that were experiencing it. You have such a great comprehensive perspective on the early college program and I know that so many people have benefited from the effort and the strategy that went into designing the early college program and to every detail about it. I've spoken with students like Nyla and Destiny who have now graduated from the program and were able to start as college juniors right out of high school and I know there are so many more stories like this so I'm curious to hear from you what about Woodlawn Early College was the most impactful or most meaningful to you? The thing that was most impactful for me, and I think most impactful for the community, honestly, was a resurgence of hope. Early college as an aspiration brought a lot of hope to the community. Uh, having conversations with the community, with parents, with students, with churches, uh, with neighborhood councils around the possibilities of early college and what that could mean for the community really brought a level of excitement uh, to the Woodlawn area. Um, and not because someone was attempting to come in and do too, Woodlawn, this was something that the community got to build. They got to decide what the programs were going to look like at the elementary school that were going to set students up for the experience at the high school that was then going to set students up for success in this early college uh, high school model at Woodlawn. And having the community really build this and participate in the construction of it from the ground up as well as get a full understanding of how this could impact students' lives, I think really lit a fire uh, within the community uh, and brought a level of excitement uh, that I think informed a lot of the other uh, work that was happening in the Woodlawn area across partners. So the broader strategic plans for revitalization, I think were informed by the participation and the hope that conversations around early college uh, helped uh, to spark within the community. Uh, and I think we're still seeing some of the fruit of that uh, in the Woodlawn community. I also think uh, this aspirational program helped change the conversation around what Birmingham City School students could achieve. Uh, this wasn't a program that was put in place at Ramsey where everyone just assumes that Ramsey students are going to get uh, the best opportunities and that 
since they are already deemed the best and the brightest, of course they can achieve these sorts of things. This was done in Woodlawn, uh, where folks have their preconceived notions about what Woodlawn students can uh, achieve. And this completely undercut all of those uh, preconceived notions. It showed very clearly what Woodlawn students could achieve when given the opportunity. Uh, and I think that changed the narrative for what Birmingham City School students could achieve writ large. And that's why there were conversations around trying to replicate this early college model in other parts of the city. And I think that's the sort of impact we were looking to have to demonstrate what could happen in Woodlawn and then have that uh, demonstration impact what policy and implementation and aspiration for Birmingham City School students would look like uh, writ large. Um, and I think that uh, that impact happened, that conversation happened, and I think uh, the city's better for it. What was your favorite memory or what was the one thing that you experienced when you were building this out that shifted your work and what you do now or what we were doing and how we were actually building this out? Like, what was that one thing that sticks out to you? Because you spoke about the hope, and I think in many of those rooms, yeah. We never we didn't have that. Like there was this idea that once you left the high school, which was a it was a that was the goal. Get to high school, at least finish. And that was it. Right. We, yep. That that became the culmination of so much for so yep. many families. But to think about beyond like so Destiny and Nyla, they're sitting yep. here two years college off free. Right. They're juniors in college right now. Yep. <laughs> Their lives are different, right? So, like, what what was the thing when you were building this out? What was that one thing that you were like, oh wow, this is this is the game changer. This is the child. This is the story. Whatever it was, like, what was the thing? You know, there were so many, um, but you know, you know who comes to mind for me immediately is Trey Hawkins from Woodlawn High School, who uh, was one of the most dynamic students at that high school. And he's just remarkable. And I remember we had one of our first uh, meetings with the students in the community to talk about the possibility for this. And I think he was the first student that I saw it click in their eyes, what this could potentially mean. Um, and this was to set the tone a little bit. This was actually supposed to be a community meeting. I think at the time, Superintendent Craig Witherspoon uh, was supposed to be coming. He was a little late uh, for the meeting. And I think, uh, you know, there was a lot of concern on the staff our staff, the city staff, uh, around how the community was going to receive this, um, whether they were going to be excited about the possibility, whether they were going to fully understand what it meant. Um, and I had to, you know, the room wasn't totally full yet, and I had to get up there and uh, basically uh, waste a little time until the superintendent got there was able to to come in and uh you know and share his thoughts and so i decided to frame up the conversation a little bit and explain a little bit about what the superintendent was going to talk about and what 
this initiative was going to look like. And I, you know, I focused my comments on early college and uh, I remember talking about the fact that uh, as a part of this initiative, students would get up to two years of college credit at Lawson State and UAB for free uh, on their way to uh, a four-year degree. They could potentially get an associate's for free. And I'll never forget, I don't know if I wasn't clear or if there was just some disbelief, but Trey asked a clarifying question. (laughs) He was like, wait, so are you telling me that we go through this program. By the time we finish high school, we could potentially have uh, an associate's degree for free uh, where we would only need to go to college for two additional years to have our four year degree. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And then I saw him turn to what I now know was one of his bandmates and like whispered to them, like, are they serious? Is this for real? And that was the moment for me when it really hit uh, that if we could make this happen, it would not only change folks' hopes and aspirations, but it could have legitimate impact on the lives that they lead moving forward. Um, And so from that moment on, uh, I think we were all uh, absolutely committed to making it happen and to doing what we could to make it a success. Uh, That's the one thing that I'll say stuck out the most to me. And I remember that meeting. I bet you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know what? The thing about early college that I always loved is that we didn't think about it just from the high school perspective of when they came into the door at ninth grade. We're like, what does it look like for them to get early early education access, like true early learning access? Go ahead. One other thing that I hadn't mentioned yet that I think is critical, and this is typical Mashonda that she's not going to toot her own horn. None of this happens without ensuring that the wraparound services pieces are built into how the schools function so that students can focus on their education and not have other life um, requirements or life uh, events push them off the path of achievement here and the coordinators that Mashonda designed, raised the money for, put in place at the schools became honestly just school community leaders and members, members of the teams at those schools and helped uh, intervene on behalf of students uh, so that they could be fed seven days a week, not just the five that they were in school, so that they could get uh, mental and physical health care, which a lot of them needed, uh, so that they could have eye and dental screenings, uh, so that partners that could be additional supports uh, could be attached to the school, and not just for physical and mental health, but also for their own uh, problem-solving and educational development. uh, Without her leadership, the Jones Valley Teaching Farm Uh, work doesn't happen where they attach uh, basically small scale farms to every one of the elementaries and the high schools within the feeder pattern and built out a fully functional multi-acre farm attached to the high school uh, where students had their science and math curriculum uh, informed by uh, the work that was happening out on those farms and where they were running 
full scales farmer uh, full scale farmers markets uh, as early as fourth and fifth grade. Uh, that sort of work was critical to actually being able to help shepherd students through elementary and, and middle schools so that they were prepared uh, to take advantage of this opportunity in high school. Uh, and without that work, we don't get um, the successes that we saw with this initiative. And I think uh, those coordinators should uh, be incredibly proud of the work that they were able to do and the way in which they in impacted students, but also embedded themselves within the school teams. And I think Mashonda's leadership uh, I think speaks for itself uh, to make that happen uh, for the Woodlawn Innovation Network. Yes, thank you, Mashonda, and thank you, Stephen. This has been such a great conversation, and thank you so much, Stephen, for your willingness to join us today. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in. 